Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the NFL! What up, party people in the house? It's Dynasty War Games on a Sunday afternoon matinee edition. If you're watching on live on YouTube, if not, we're coming to you on, I guess, a Wednesday on podcast. So I'm Jesse Schneeman. I'm your host. I'm here with my main man, Chad Mendoza. How you doing today, Chad? You're muted. How you doing, Chad? Let's try that again. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it feels it feels kind of odd doing this on the weekend again, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm here. I feel refreshed, and you know, after a pretty long work week, but I'm I'm ready to get into some fantasy football. Right on, man. Glad you're glad you're enjoying your day off. Weather's been amazing here in Baltimore. How about uh, in Texas? Yeah, it's been pretty great, man. It's um, not too hot. You know, nice sunny weather though. It's, yeah. it's it's been nice. Right on. Right on. Cool. So we had a Patreon member, Ryan Chisel, ask us to re- review his team. All right, and this is something, obviously, this is our roots. This is where we started, doing Patreon, reviewing Patreon leagues on Patreon-only episodes. So I thought we'd go back, you know, to our roots a little bit and uh, help him out. Just know what we think and maybe a couple moves we might make um, to improve the team. I like it. Let's do it. Cool. All right, so it's one QB. Um, sorry, one QB. Start seven, half PPR, and uh, next year they're adding a wide receiver starter. So he'll have to think about that, maybe through the draft or whatever. Okay. Lamar Jackson is his starting quarterback. Um, backup is Trey Lance. That doesn't really matter. In, in one QB, you can find a backup quarterback anywhere. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he starts at running back. Wide receiver, it's Jamar Chase. Pittman, those are starters. He's also got DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd, Cortland Sutton on the bench. Mm -hmm. Um, For running back depth, uh, he's got Cordero Patterson, Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, Jeff Wilson. Guys that you might be able to plug in on a a bye week, but nobody you want to really have to count on, right? Yeah. Wide receiver, but depth is a little better. Sorry, you know what else I missed? He's got Drake London, and on his taxi, he's got Traylon Burks. Yeah, he's 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 very 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 much ready for that uh, wide receiver slot to be added. Yeah, sure. I don't think he's going to have any worries there. Right. Yeah. So he can. I figure he can sort of uh, 
juggle DJ Moore, Pittman, London, Burks. Between those for a second wide receiver spot, he can kind of juggle those guys around and maybe even into his flex spot if he gets injuries at running back. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I didn't say anything about kicker and defense because we don't normally cover that. Uh, And we don't really care. Yeah, my recommendation there is that you get rid of those spots in your league. Uh, So what do you think of this team overall? Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I think the, you know, for me, it has two main points of concern. Um, mm-hmm. One being the back of quarterback, which, as you said, is not really that big of a deal, except for um, if he's thinking that he is one of the stronger teams in the league. I don't know what the rest of the teams look like, but uh, that drop off from Lamar Jackson to uh, potentially nobody is a pretty big drop. <laughs> well, you I know? would certainly have Tyler Huntley on my team. Um, yes. And, uh, with Lamar Jackson, you know, being, uh, you know, a tad injury prone, you know, that, that should be a, a little bit of a concern. Um, but you know, it shouldn't be the, the hardest thing to get figured out. So right. um, I guess we will take that as it, as it comes, but, uh, the running back situation I think is another one that it's just question marks all over, right? Like there's no cemented guy there. And I think that could be the one area that really holds back this roster. You have guys, like Ramondre Stevenson, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, who we all have, you know, particular hopes for in certain areas of, of, of their game, right? Um, J.K. Dobbins maybe gets involved more in the passing game. Uh, Miles Sanders maybe finds a role there uh, with Carolina, and he becomes their featured back and and, and really kicks off a, a resurgence in his career. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, if he can retain that role there and, and the role he had last season, um, but all but all of those things are still ifs. Well, right? I, I want to push back on Stevenson a little bit. Not that I think he's amazing. I think he's a pretty good back. But he without Damian Harris to challenge him for carries, you know, he's he's really only fighting with um two really late round guys last year and James Robinson, who is on his third team since the start of last season. So, I mean, I, I think it's pretty reasonable to say that he's going to get – he's going to be the main guy, right? I mean, I, I would – I think it's reasonable to assume that. I think that's why it's his RB1, but I'm just saying right. there are question marks there. Sure. Right? So, yeah, I mean – I mean, you can you can say late-round guys, but Ramondre Stevenson's still a mid-fourth-round pick in the NFL draft. It's not like – Sure, you sure. Know, I mean, he was a, he was a, a mid-to-late-ish-round guy um, – coming out so i mean you just never yeah. know and and new england's uh backfield has never been something where they've cemented a guy and kept him for a long time i'm just saying there there are question marks there well, it's not something yeah. i'm gonna feel really comfortable about uh long term yeah i can see that ramondry's probably got a window of maybe two years like you're, you're right that i highly doubt that he's going to get a second contract with the patriots unless he wants to sign for something really you know below market i it's yeah it's probably not going to happen but for this year, I think it helps him in a title run, right? I, I think he might have a chance, right? He's got a few elite players if Lamar – but, again, there are ifs. If Lamar, if Lamar go, goes back to MVP form in the new system, if he clicks with the new weapons, that kind of thing. Um, before we go any further, I forgot to mention he's got Hawk at his tight end. So I yeah. think that's also another – it's like a near elite piece. The problem is it's not a tight end premium league, right? So And it's a half-point PPR. So the impact of tight end overall is going to be limited a bit, muted. 
right? So having one of your higher assets as a tight end in a league like this, I don't think is is probably not the proper distribu- distribution of assets if if you want to do things ideally. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I would I would say, uh, you know, I, I really. I really like the roster mainly because I think the two issues that I have with it are some of the more easily corrected, um, uh, you know, aspects of, of building a roster. I think with the yeah, running back I, situation, he can figure that out in season. If something does happen, if it doesn't go quite the way he, he's thinking it's going to go. And then with the quarterback situation, with it being a one quarterback league, I mean, that's just always going to be, you know, easy to fix, uh, especially with a team that has so many uh, kind of deeper, uh, a deeper number of assets, especially at the wide receiver position with the wide receiver spot being added, you're going to have guys, certain teams that think they're very competitive or maybe they are very competitive and they're, you know, saying, okay, I haven't really planned for this wide receiver spot. Maybe he can ship one of those guys out at an inflated price as well. Right on. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the roster. I think it's He's got a chance to challenge for a championship. It certainly looks like a, certainly looks like a playoff team to me because it's got the, it's not only got a good lineup, but also pretty good depth to where you can either start one of these wide receivers if you need to on a week-to-week basis or trade one, you know, for something that you need in season, you know, through injury or whatever happens. Um, do you have maybe one move that you, you would try to make with this team? I mean, other than I backup quarterback, we said um, there is zero backup tight end as well. Not that that's a of huge importance either, yeah. but you want to have some depth beyond Parham and Brevin Jordan. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, is there <laughs> is there like a major move you would make, or would it just be minor tweaks? I think it's tough at this point uh, to really get a feel for the, for the move he would make because I think he's in a comfortable situation at the moment. Yeah, um, going into the season. But once he's in season, one thing's one thing that I would be keeping tabs on are maybe the less competitive rosters that even even though some of them may think they're competitive, if if he doesn't think that some of these guys are going to be competitive, once they get to that realization point around, I mean, what we say like week five, basically guys start figuring out. Six if you if yeah if your season is disastrous so far yeah 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 so maybe you can go to some of those guys and start picking off their you know Nick Chubbs guys like that that maybe you're going to perform really, really well in the next season or two um, and, and try to get them for, you know, a cheaper price than, you know, as as you get closer to playoff time. It's, it's yeah, quite a bit I, I wouldn't wait too long, though, because obviously prices go up the closer you get to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it were me, I <laughs> explore. I might see if I could get a young running back for Burks. You know, if I could get Pierce plus like a backup tight end that I like, maybe am I asking too much with like Pierce and Chick for for Traylon Burks? Is that asking too much? I think that's not asking enough. That's not asking enough. All right. Pierce and uh, Dulcich. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I I think, man, I'm – yeah, I think think that's a a solid strategy. For me, though, I'd just rather – I'd just rather wait uh, and, and try to pick off somebody's older running back because he has he has the guys that you know could be cemented long term options in Miles Sanders, Ramondre Stevenson, Jake Dobbins if they work out. 
I think what he's missing is the known elite guy who's going to go in there and, and give him an RB one through maybe four season. Gotcha. So whoever shakes loose out of Eckler, Mixon, Dalvin. Yeah, yeah, those kind of guys. Maybe even Saquon. If, Whoever if, you can get the cheapest out of those guys uh, for a team that's like, man, I, I need to get rid of these guys, um, you know, before week – yeah, but like before week six, before you start getting into that realm where people are like, all right, we know the playoff teams. Let's try to get a, a, a super inflated price from those guys. Uh, that, that's what I'd be aiming for. Okay. What about um, King Henry? Would he be on your list? Yeah, and, and that's the benefit of waiting as well is because you can see all those guys and see how they're how they're doing over the course of the season because yeah. maybe Derrick Henry goes into the season and struggles, right? And and uh, then you're shit out of luck because he this is all he's got. Right. If he's struggling this season, he's done. So, you know, you should know by week five, week six, barring, you know, catastrophic injury, who is carrying their form into the season and who isn't. Yeah, agreed. All right, cool. So, Ryan – there's your roster review, a couple ideas of how to improve your roster. But overall, you're looking pretty good, bud. All right, so let's get into the meat of the show. I did uh, I did my first really set of official Dynasty rankings. I always make rankings for myself um, that, that are very loose rankings, and these are pretty loose rankings as well. Uh, pretty fluid. Things could change with these quite a bit. I'm waiting for some information, obviously, on some players. Like, there's unsigned running backs out there. Um, Nuke is out there. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with him? Um, I, I think we know he's not going to the Giants or the Cowboys, so I did see that report. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, very fluid. But let's just start off and, and, and start talking through them, and you tell me where I'm wrong. Uh what position do you want to start with? Uh, whatever you got, man. All right, let's go QB. It's right here first on my list. I think the top five are pretty easy. Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, and Herbert. Any problem with any of those? Uh, let me pull up my list. Sorry. Give me one second. Okay. So um, say them one more time. Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Herbert. Except I have uh, Burrow and Hertz switched for me first. Yeah, I actually I have them even. So yeah, I, I actually do too. I, I tried not to do that to you, but I actually have a three and a T next to both of them. Yeah. I, so yeah. Okay, right on. I didn't do that with that. I didn't tie in any of my rankings. I actually put a guy above. It's it's hard to do with those two, but I I have Hertz at listed at three just because of the rushing. Um, but that also can be a negative because more higher risk of injury. Yeah. Um, Burrow is so elite. Both of you know, really they are neck and neck. Do you agree though that that Herbert could also climb up and be um, like number three? Very the- easily. Yeah, I think I I actually think there's a bigger group um, where I think for me that that is a tier as well. Um, but I think there is a larger group even below that where you're not surprised if they're finishing you know, first, second, third, fourth, uh, you know. In yeah. Season. I would say all the way up until like 14, but we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So my next five are Trevor, Tua. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to have a problem with that. Lamar, uh, Deshaun Watson, and then Kyler. 
What do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, so I don't have Fields there. I know that's controversial. Yeah, I have I have Fields as my ninth at the moment, um, but I don't have two in my top ten, um, and I actually don't have Kyler in my top ten. Kyler's eleven for me. Okay. Well, I mean, I have him nine, right? So that's yeah. That that's pretty close. Um. So yeah. So I think those are the really the only two that I don't have in there. But I'm not going to argue with Kyler. Um, Tua, I just want to see it for another season. I have Kyler 10, so we're one spot different. Yeah, so I, I, you know, with 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 Tua, I just want to see it for another season. I I really, really, really like what he has there. Um, the injuries are just a, a major concern for me. I know he's yeah. taking the you know judo or whatever he's doing, <laughs> you know, to learn to follow. But I, I, you know, yeah, it's it's him coming out and saying he contemplated retirement and all that kind of stuff, and. Yeah. You know, that, that stuff's just – having having the idea, even just the idea of being able to lose all of your value over the course of, you know, one day, uh, that scares the crap out of me. And just that by himself, it, it drops him for me. So I, I would argue that you can make that same argument with the next four guys. So Tua, obviously, yes, all, all of your concerns are valid. Um, Lamar, uh, coming off two seasons where he played, I think, 13 games – um, and going into a new system that he may or may not thrive in. Uh, Deshaun Watson, obviously, huge questions there. Does he return to form or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Kyler, who is injured, you know, is coming off of an ACL. So is he – There, you definitely – you and I both think he'll come back to the player he was, but there's got to be some question in your mind. Well, you know? yeah, the, those – but for me, like, those question marks are the reason – why they are where they are Mm -hmm. Uh, for Tua. I think it's a little bit different losing all your value, right? Like let's say he goes into the season, has two concussions. He's done. Like he's, he's done in the NFL. Yeah. Like he's, he's not going to play anymore, which is different than Lamar, you know, missing eight games this season. At least, you know, you know, going forward, you might have to worry about him and get another, you know, comp or or competent backup quarterback uh, just in case that happens. But you know, when he's on the field, he's going to give you QB one, uh, output you know but Deshaun Watson could could fall down to like if he doesn't perform he could be you know the 20th quarterback I understand it's not all of his value but his value could absolutely tank as well yeah I I think it's yeah again I think it's just the difference of being able to recruit some of that value like if you see him start to struggle and it, it scares you a little bit then boom like you you can get rid of him if if Tua gets one more concussion in season, like let's say it's even like week eight, right, and he goes out and has a concussion, nobody's going to touch him for me. Oh sure, you yeah, know? you're absolutely correct. So if we were to if I were to move take Tua from seven and then move him down below, say Fields, and like put him at twelve because I have Fields at eleven, put okay. uh, Tua at. Well, put two at eleven, and then move everybody else up one. Would that? Would you be more comfortable with that? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. I wouldn't argue with that because I think the, I think the high end potential is definitely there. I'm I'm with you on that. You know, right. it's definitely there. It's just you know, just a little bit of a scary asset at the moment. I'm not going to do that. And and in truth, those four players after like Trevor is a tier of his own for me. Mm-hmm. He's just a very safe, um, really upcoming quarterback that isn't quite at the level of Herbert and Burrow. Right. He, he needs to take another step 
to get there. So it's sort of a tier, but I don't have worries about him, but he's also not quite elite yet. Um, where the other, the next four guys I have, I just went through all of my concerns with them, you know, and they're all pretty major, even yeah. though I, they're, they're major concerns, but I, I guess I'm confident that the, each one will work through them. Mm-hmm. All right. So we go there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. right. Did you say you had fields in your top 10 or no? I do. I have fields in my top 10 and I, I think I have three guys. I have two tied at 10 and then I have fields at nine. So, uh, and I, I don't think any of those three guys are in your list. All right. So what are your six through 10? Uh, so my six through 10 are, is Lawrence uh, at six, Lamar at seven, Watson at eight, fields at nine, Dak and Bryce tied at 10. Ah, okay. Gotcha. I have those guys a little low. Yeah. So I have 11 fields, 12 Russ, 13 um, Anthony Richardson, 14 Bryce Young, 15 your boy Danny Dimes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you notice I did not say the name Deck yet. Yeah. I have him below all of those guys. Yeah, I think I, – and Dak's the one guy I wouldn't push back. If somebody tells me they have Dak 15, uh, you know, I'm – I, I get it. I understand. I understand I why. Actually, yeah. I, I mean, I understand why. I, I have him a little bit higher because I think, uh, I think the offense is just really good, and I think he's really good in the offense uh, as a fantasy uh, asset. But you know, I mean, there's also similar to Kyler. There's there's those concerns where you're saying, okay, is he even going to be the Cowboys' quarterback in you know two years? So I'm. He's going to be somebody's quarterback in two years. Yes, he will definitely be. So, and that's why that's why I do have him where he is because I think he's I think he's a good quarterback. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he is. He's not. He's good, not great. That's how. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Which is which is that you know, 10, 11, 12 kind of range. I think. Well, um, I have the reason I have those five guys above him is because I think they all have better upside. I think the, all of those guys have a chance to be, you know. Five, five through eight, you know, in, at their absolute ceiling. Yeah, I just if if somebody if somebody came up to me and said, okay, um, same odds, uh, who are you picking to finish in the top five uh, this season as a quarterback finish? Uh, you know, Dak or um, Anthony Richardson? I'm, I'm picking Dak all day. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Dak really has a top five finish. In it. Whereas I don't think AR does this season, but he may in his future. It's not out of the question. Right? Oh, what do you mean, though? He doesn't have a top five. I mean, he's done it before. Dak? Yeah. Let me see. I think it was in a year where he didn't have the competition he has now. Well, it's it was in a year where he was healthy is the thing. Yeah, and he he's, also uh, – he was propped up by – he had like three years in a row with six rushing touchdowns. It's not going to happen anymore. Like yeah, his I, just, I think it's more – I just think it's more about the volume of the offense for me. Mm. Um, how I think about it, I think I think it's just a, a good, um, it's a good percentage passing offense, and the the options, the pass options are just really good. Uh, are they? Yeah, Lamb obviously is really good, and then a rookie tight end, a rookie and two second year tight ends, uh, Gallup, Tolbert. Yeah, I mean, I just. 
I'm I'm also higher on Lamb than you are. So well, I'm not low on Lamb. Actually, you are higher on Lamb. We'll get to that when we get yeah. to wide receivers. But yeah, I am. I am lower on Lamb than most, I guess. But it, it's mostly, I guess, because of Dak. I see. Like I said, I see him as good, not great. He's a step above a facilitator. Did you know, Sleeper get rid of their uh, their finishing? Um, like they don't no, have anything on. Maybe it's just me. Okay, I go to history and they don't have uh, where they finished for in previous oh, seasons. All right, so Fields, where did where did you have him? Uh, ninth. Ninth. Okay, so you a couple two spots above me. Yeah, so which I actually want to put him lower. I want to put him lower. It's just uh, the only thing that that's making me prop him up. If I was going just purely off of what I think, he would be lower. Uh, the reason he's at nine for me is because I think his value is absolutely insane, and I think you know with him, the way he rushes the ball, <laughs> it's yeah. it's probably going to stay that way for at least a little while, where you can you can get quite a bit in return for him. So for me, that's, that's where he's going to be until, you know, yeah. I, need, I need to sell him. And I think he's going to really, really just take a, a, a nosedive down. Uh, I think I'm probably too low on him. Yeah. I, I probably bump him up a couple spots. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. Cause he's definitely got all the upside in the world. He could, he could figure everything out and be QB one. Yeah. And the thing, I mean, like I said, even if he doesn't, right, like there's going to be a quite a big window for you to get a return on him no yeah. matter what, right? If he comes out of the gate struggling, there's always going to be those guys that are like, he's he's Justin Fields, he's going to do better. So Dak had a QB2 finish, um, and it was not propped up by rushing touchdowns. He only had three. It yeah. Just- 4,900 yards. And- he's had good – he's had really good dependable uh, fantasy yeah. seasons. It, she just has to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, something that you and I love as NFC East fans, <laughs> Cowboys haters, um, that doesn't matter in fantasy, but it does just show a little character. He can't win a playoff game. Yeah. He always seems to throw that interception when it really matters. I mean, I think, again, it doesn't matter. I don't want to put that on Dak, though. That's just the franchise as a whole. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that hurt my feelings when you say yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Dak didn't come in and it just drastically changed. You know, I thought Romo yeah, was a good quarterback and he couldn't do it either. So yeah, when's the last time they won? All right, let's go back to the ranks. Um, Dimes, where do you have him ranked? Um, I didn't go past ten, uh, so I'm not sure, but he would be in that uh, probably. You know. 13 range for me. I'm, I'm pretty high on him. Uh, okay. So you're higher than most. So. Okay. So I, I, I have him at 15 and I'm probably higher than most. On him. Yeah. Yep. I actually, uh, I was talking to somebody, I don't want to say who, um, cause I don't know if they want me to put this out there or not, but, uh, somebody from another podcast and they had him at 24. That's wow. anything. So wow. I think some people are still really, really low on him. That's a little blind to me. That's, that's a little blind to the market. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very comfortable with him as a, as one of my starters. He's not my anchor quarterback, you know, for a championship dynasty team super flex. But I'm real comfortable as a championship team with him as my QB two. Love that. I mean, if if you have him as your QB QB two as as a competing roster, I mean, you're better than most 
other teams because he's I mean he's coming off of what QB eight finish or something. Yeah, yeah, so, and and that was in a that was in a a, a you know a low percentage passing offense. So, yeah, they've definitely added weapons this year. Yeah, they've added weapons. They've added to the offensive line. They're they've right. added everywhere really. They're they're trying to get him to where he can throw more touchdowns um, and and leave that rushing uh, option where it's been you know since since Dable and them have come in. So. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Saquon can actually come off the field once in a while. They they can put a competent running back in there, and Eric Gray crossing yeah. our fingers, and, and he can get a. He's not exhausted by the end of the game because you can't trust Matt Breida, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's an offense built on crossers and Daniel Jones mm-hmm. running the ball, which is great for fantasy, especially yeah. in uh, you know, uh, in in uh, you know, six touchdown six six. Six point rushing touchdown leagues, you know, which I think is going to be the vast, vast, vast majority of them. All right. So let's round out the top 20 with Dak. We already discussed Stroud. I have 17, 18 Cousins, 19 Goff, 20 Geno. Any problems with any of those guys outside of Dak? Um, so let me go back to this and get it pulled up again. Sorry. Uh, repeat them one more time for me while. Uh, sure. 16 Dak, 17 Stroud, 18 Cousins, 19 Goff, 20 Gino. Oh, man. So, yeah, for me, I have Gino higher. Um, okay. I didn't do it. Like I said, I didn't do a ranking past 10. So, don't know how much higher. I would probably, probably want to put him ahead of Cousins for me personally. Okay. Um, I have uh, Cousins, Goff, and Gino are basically tied for me. Yeah. You could call them all 18. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because you don't really want to put him ahead of the rookies coming in just because from a value standpoint. Right. You know, they're going to retain value a lot easier than than Gino is going to be. If Gino comes out of the gate struggling, I mean, for me, the way I do these rankings in my head is – you know, value loss is a big feature of it, right? Like sure. if I think a player can lose value uh, quickly compared to another player, then that's that's going to come into the to the ranking quite a bit, mm-hmm. even if I think maybe the other player is better. So, yeah. So Gino, I think that's the thing that gets him is if he struggles, he's just got this one season that's propping him up um, and people are going to start getting scared and – they're going to start fading him and it's going to, it's going to be hard to sell him if that's something that you feel like you need to, or want to do. Uh, well, Goff, Goff can be, could be in the same position as well. Yes. And so could cousins. Right. Yeah, right. Um, so those, those are all reasons those guys scare me and, and reasons why I would have, you know, the rookies slightly ahead of them. Yeah. Um, Russ is another one that's in that same boat for me though, personally. And I think that's just because he's coming off of the really poor season where if Super. he has another, yeah, super risky. Yeah. If he if he has another really poor season, then man, you're not getting anything for him. Agreed. You're not getting- Agreed. The the upside and um uh to me percentage chance that he attains his upside yes. are enough to put him above some of the other guys just because I I think it's pretty damn um pretty damn safe in my in my estimation that he that he you know returns the form Pete knows how to use him. The offense cooks, all that kind of stuff. I, I think it's, it's high percentage chance that happens. However, you're right. 
there's a huge possibility that um, if it doesn't look right and maybe it was Russ all along, then yeah, he's done. You're yeah. not getting shit for him. So for me personally, I would be moving Russ probably behind Daniel Jones for me. Okay. So yeah, in your fair. in your ranking, the way you have your ranking, I would have him around 15, 16. No, I probably have him around 16 or 17. It's very fair. I I I guess we didn't discuss this before. Yes, but my my ranking of Russ is very aggressive. It also it it's also sort of uh like what I did with some players last off season where I thought uh, they were easily acquirable and then would gain value in season. You could trade them. Yeah, I was right on some of them, not others. But it, uh, Juju was one of those guys. Um, that to me was going to always be a little smoke and mirrors and then get rid of them when you can. So this rust thing, it may be good for a season or two or three, but it's still very sketchy to me and at any time could go sour. So as soon as Russ really regains that value to where he's, you know, top 15 quarterback trade him. Yeah. And I think, I think there's something to be said for, uh, diversifying your roster, right? Like if you have a lot of, if you look at your roster and you say, okay, my roster feels very safe, right? Like there's, there's a lot of options that even if these guys do, like, let's say your, 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 uh, two other quarterbacks or your two quarterbacks are, um, you know, Herbert and, uh, Bryce Young or Herbert and, and Richardson or Herbert and Stroud or Herbert and, uh, uh, Fields, then maybe, and then the rest of your roster feels, similar along those lines where maybe they aren't that elite player, but um, which I mean, some of those guys are, but maybe the rest of your roster, even, even if it's not elite, it's very safe where you say, okay, even if they struggle this season, they're going to hold their value. Then you can go and you can say, okay, I'm going to take a shot at Kyler. I'm going to go take a shot at, at, at uh, Russ. And if they work out, you know, that's a lot of value gain that you can get over the course of just one year where you can make up for maybe some bad trades you made or maybe some value loss you had in another player. So uh, I think those, those guys serve their purpose, but you can also get yourself in a lot of hot water. If, if you just start collecting a ton of those guys and you have all of your vested interest tied into very risky players that can all lose their value. Sure. Overnight, basically. Sure. All right. Good advice. Okay. So the, the next group of guys, basically that that's it for for guys uncomfortable going into a season as a starter, except for Aaron Rodgers. So I have Aaron Rodgers down at 24, um, but he's also kind of in the same tier, right? So I got Pickett 21, Mac Jones 22, um, Love 23, A-Rod 24, and then Stafford 25. I also have Jimmy G and David Carr as my next two in the same tier. As guys that probably you're probably looking at a two year window for all these guys. Yeah, um, A Rod will most likely um, perform the best out of any of, the, of them points wise, but you also have a huge chance that um, this is his last season. Um, same with Stafford; it's this definitely could be his last season. I, I I'm more comfortable with him points wise than the other guys, but. Um, the younger guys, I think I'm more comfortable with them having at least a, a two year window, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
any of those guys stand out to you that you would rather have than than the others? Yeah, so Mac Jones is a guy that I have substantially lower than you do. Okay. Um, so for me, he's probably going to be in the late 20s. Um, late 20s, okay. So yeah. after like Ritter and Howell and those guys? Yeah, I think right right in the same boat as those guys for me. Um, okay. I, I think – It's fair. It's fair. If he doesn't – if he doesn't do something soon in this yeah. offense, they're going to replace him. Yeah. But if he clicks with uh, Bill O'Brien, which, you know, he had Matt Patricia at his as his goddamn offensive coordinator last year. So you, I cut him a lot of slack for that. He's yeah. got, but he's got to perform this year or he's done. Yeah. And I think also in this range, this is the range for me, like where I'm looking at guys who I think can gain a lot of value um, and mm-hmm. I'm willing to be more risky. Um, in this range so guys like Stafford I'm taking a risk on because I think in season if he does come back to form he's a guy you can profit off of really easily Uh, Ritter in a really good offense um, with a lot of weapons around him I think that's a guy who if he comes in does really well he's a guy that is going to gain a lot of value overnight Um, Levis uh, because I like him and Mm -hmm. because he's uh, a rookie quarterback who we know they wanted to trade into the first round again, but just couldn't. Um, I think that counts for something for me. So, you know, with him there at 29 with Brock Purdy, I mean, I think that's a, that's a uh, potentially a, gr- a great value gain guys like Carr, um, a rod. Those are guys I'm not really wanting to touch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, if they're, I don't already have them on my roster. Right. I'm not going after them. They're QB three. Yeah. So probably not worth the price I'd have to pay for them. Yep. And then um, you know those guys in the in that you have in the high twenties. I think, like I said, Mac Jones. I drop Pickett and Love are interesting ones because I think those are guys that I want maybe one or two shares of, but I don't want to be overly saturated with those two guys. Sure. Um, yeah, I, have, I have two loves. I traded my third. I'm comfortable with two shares of it. Yeah, I, he is going to get a, a a long leash though. You know, you're definitely getting a two year window out of him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know that to be the case for me. Do you really personally. think that they, they can, um, you know, the, like as a franchise say, oh, shit, we were wrong after one year? I think if they struggle, they're going to have the draft capital. And that's the thing. Okay. So if they struggle, not only are they going to have the draft capital from them, but if Rodgers plays most of the season, they're going to have the Jets pick as well. Right? Oh, yeah. So low-key, they could have a – a very very shitty season, by the way. I don't yeah. think I don't think a lot of people are uh, throwing that out there. That they're they're possibly yeah they they could be like the worst team in the league. It's possible. It's possible. All the, all the youth, it could just not click. Yeah, we just we just have no idea how that's going to look. So, I mean, if if the Packers really struggle this season, you just think of all the success this team has had for so long now, with going from Favre to Rodgers. I don't know what their appetite is for for you know, shitty seasons, right? right? Like that fan base is not going to let that happen for too long. That's true. Yeah. All right. I, I still think that he's got it. Well, yeah. If they're that bad and they got the one Oh one or one Oh two, it'd be real hard to pass on. You know, we, we think there's some big time quarterbacks coming out. So, yep. Yep. And then you never know as well. Like maybe they have, you know, even if they have the one Oh six, one Oh seven, one Oh eight. Right. And they have that extra first round pick from the jets then you're talking about, you know, maybe a team like, and this is all, of course, hypothetical, but maybe a team like 
uh, like the Bears this past season where they have a quarterback in place, but they just sucked. Cardinals. Right? Uh, yeah, the Cardinals, right? Which uh, I think the Cardinals might take a quarterback. Well, well, they would have to trade Kyler to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, a team like that gets in that position where they're not going to – uh, they're not going to make the pick at, at you know, with May or, or um, uh, Caleb, Caleb. Yeah. Caleb Williams. So then they go and they trade that pick and, and the jets have the cat or the jets, the uh, Packers have the capital to move up. So uh, there's just, I don't know. I mean, the situation just scares me a little bit to have too many shares of love, I guess is where I'm getting at. I hear you. Yeah. Right on. Do you think I have Lance too low at 32 next to Purdy? I don't know because he's just a guy that <laughs> scares the shit out of me. Yeah, he scares me. He's he's another guy that I just want to. What's that? I, I I'm definitely approaching Lance owners and, and seeing where their heads at right because there's some guys that have been trying to trade him for like two seasons now and yeah. haven't been able to, um, but they're holding on, and I just want to see where their breaking point is like where they're if they're just like okay I'm just gonna hold and just see what happens and let it play out or if they're like at the last moment you know what I need to recoup something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> like I need to recoup something, but I'm not. Yeah. So I, of, I had three shares. Um, one of them, I also have Purdy. So I decided to hold, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm just going to take those two guys and out of one of them, I'll get a quarterback. Um, uh, I, I paid it. I paid a late second two Oh nine for Purdy. I thought that I'd rather do that than, Panic sell Lance. Um, then the other team, I did sell him for 108 and took Kincaid and was happy and am still happy with that. Yeah, uh, I would do that all day. And the other team, uh, he's sitting there as my third quarterback and I'm shopping around for a third quarterback, to be honest. I'm not going to just trade him for a second, but I don't think I can get a first for him at this point. You know, with the reports that Purdy's, you know, on track and still the starter and all that kind of shit. It doesn't look like they're going to trade Lance now. And even if they did, does he have time to really learn the offense and look good, you know, yeah. on a new team? I, it doesn't look good for Lance if he doesn't – if he unless he is just better than Purdy, fingers crossed, he's got the pedigree if he's better than him and just beats him out in camp, you know. Or it could just be sort of lip service that, you know, they can't – say that Purdy's not the starter after the way he played last year, but they really do view Lance as the starter. I don't think that's the case, though. After uh, Lynch's last comments that they went through the tape uh, from last season and that Purdy really executed the, the offense within structure, out of structure, um, and that he he did it at a high level, that's not something you say it's about somebody that just kind of held down the ship for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think it's impossible to know what's going to happen in this situation, and it's another one of those losing your value overnight, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's going to be what it is with this with this situation. Somebody's going to lose a lot of value, uh, and if I'm not in that game right now, I don't know that I want to get in that game. No, you know, well, I don't want to. You're but you're poking around. What would you give one of those people that you're asking about, Lance? Second, just a second, yeah, just a second, nothing more. If I thought it was going to be like it had a good chance to be like two hundred one or two hundred two, I might. Yeah, yeah. But you know, for a mid to late second, I might as well hold. Yep. 
All right. Are we good with quarterback? I mean, I have Tannehill last at 33. He's yeah. like, I don't want to start him for shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a good, he's a solid, you know, QB three, QB four on your roster. Yeah. Just a guy to have on there for the season. Howell and Ritter. I don't, I, I, I like Ritter better than Howell. I don't have a lot of hope for either of them. I think they both could get replaced easily. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do running back, tight end, or wide receiver next? Uh, shoot, whatever you want. All right, running back. JT, B. John, Brees, Saquon, CMC. Uh, I have CMC and Saquon uh, switched, but the okay. order is virtually the same for me. I, it was very difficult for me to decide between those two. Yeah. Um, I think Saquon, I mean, he's got an injury history, but I think he makes it through a season easy, more easily than CMC. Yeah, I just I feel more comfort with the CMC contract uh, with with Saquon's contract situation. It kind of scares me. Although sure. it could be a good thing, right? Like he could end up uh, in a in a really good offense, and um, we're not really worried about it. But yeah, the, people annoyed the shit out of me with the way he used Saquon last year. Yeah, they use him for a half. Yeah, but I mean, the tough thing too is he gave Saquon so much, you know, so so many uh, um, snaps. You know, if, if he goes into an offense where he doesn't see that snap count, then uh, it could not be. It could be something that, that's not so great. But mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. It's just his, his future is kind of up in the air right now. CMC seems a little bit more stable, so I, I just put him ahead of Saquon. Okay, it's a fair argument. I, I I can't really argue against it, so I'm good with that. Top three, you're good. You don't have B. John above JT. Um, no, no, I'm actually tempted to put Brees ahead of Bijan. Uh, I would actually, I would be too, if not for the injury. Yep. Yep. So that, that's where I'm at as well because of the injury Bijan's, uh, the guy and because of that Falcons offense being so, um, heavily reliant on the run game. Yeah. I think Bijan's probably going to be, you know, if not the RB two, then the RB one. So, yeah, I expect Bijan to be the RB one by, by October. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why. Maybe maybe it is just a little bit of a, a, a bias, but um, just because I like Jonathan Taylor and I think he's a good player, but um, he just feels like a safer option than the rest of these guys for me. I think he's the safest option in you know in fantasy football at running back. Yeah, he's he's the safest. At, yeah, at, that's how I feel about it. Last year was a fluke. I, you know, the last two seasons really have been just ridiculous with their quarterback play. Yeah, yeah, it's been awful. All right, so six I have Josh Jacobs. I know we're going to differ a lot on these next five, so mm-hmm. I want to get into it a bit. Um, six Jacobs, seven Najee, eight Ken Walker, nine ATN, ten Dobbins. Um, what do you got? Uh, so Najee, yeah, Najee is outside of my top ten. Okay. Um, Etienne um, is probably ahead of Kenneth Walker for me. Interesting. Um, and yeah, I'd leave the rest. Oh, okay. Cool. I thought we would be way different than that. So, who do you have in there for Najee? Um. Let me see. 
Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's, that's so. That's what I was. That was my note to you before the episode. Like, if if you're going to tell me he's not somebody's not a, a top ten running back, then who who is? You know, I'm going to go out in a wing here. Uh, okay. I'm going to put. I'm going to move. Uh, I'm going to move Najee. I'm just going to slide him out of there, and mm-hmm. at at ten, I'm going to put uh, Javante. Okay. I mean, I have Javante at thirteen, so. That's not. And then would you, where, where do you put Najee? Where do you slide him in? Uh, right behind uh, Javante Williams for me. Okay, so 11. Yep. Okay, cool. We're, we're pretty similar. Um, I expect Javante to come back. It's just that really what, what bugs me a little bit with him is that it was two ligaments in the knee. It wasn't a clean ACL. Um, but the reports are good. He's ahead of schedule and he's at OTAs. So... I like that a lot. But let's go back to the top 10. Um, it, let, it, you have ATN over Ken Walker. I'm going to give my case, and then you give yours. So I just think Seattle's a better offense. Mm-hmm. I think they're both really good offense, but I, Seattle, Seattle's going to be a – I don't know what the heck just happened. Okay. Sorry, my computer freaked out. Seattle's going to be an elite offense, in my opinion. I, I think they're going to be one of those boats that just – Sails down, sails down the field um, on a constant. They're going to be up there with the Eagles, the Niners. They're just going to be uh, one of the class teams of the NFC. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Just based off of uh, based off of the your, the beginning of this argument right here, you better move Geno up. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But I, they're going to. They're more. They're a more run centric team, and that's really my the, the the base of my argument is Seattle is going to run the but ball. If, if they're going to be that much better than they were last year, uh, then Gino's got to play better. And well, Gino played really, really, really good this past season. Well, they have better weapons. You know, they they yeah. added JSN and Sharp, and they upgraded their offensive line. Um, where I, don't get me wrong. I think the Jags are going to be a boat as well. Their offense is really up and coming. Yeah. But, I mean, didn't Ken Walker have a better year than ATN last year? They're both sort of in the same position where they're establishing themselves as a starter, not really getting all the carries in the beginning, but Ken Walker had a thousand yards and nine touchdowns. <clears throat> I understand that he's got competition with Sharp, but so does ATN with Tank. Uh, ATN had a better season by like three fantasy points. Okay. All right. So they're right there with each other. And the offenses really are right there with each other. So and- yeah, I guess I can't, I can't fight it. You know, they're, they're very similar circumstances. I, I think it's more that, Seattle is just a more run-centric team. What's what's your argument for ATN over KW? Um, I just I just have more faith in the offense um, mm-hmm. in Jacksonville because I think the players are better uh, overall. The quarterback's better for sure. Yeah, the quarterback's better. I think um, I think ETN is a better player than Kenneth Walker personally. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm marginally, but I think it's it's fairly close. Player. It's fairly close, but I, I would I would. For fantasy purposes, I, I just like Etienne's game. It's going to depend on the usage, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, I really, really, really like what he can do in the pass game, and I always think that's a fairly safe floor. Um, and then the wide receivers, I just really, really, really like Calvin Ridley. I really like uh, um, Christian Kirk. Uh, I think, yeah, maybe they're not as good as as DK, JSN, and Lockett. Well, I, I, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say that. It's close. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy to say that Kirk and and 
and Calvin Ridley, if Calvin Ridley can come yeah. back into the league and be the player he was before he left. They're saying he looks uh, every bit the player he was. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't doubt it because his game is predicated on nuance and and, and route running. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say the Jacksonville receiver core is going to have a better season than the Seattle core. I, I don't know. But um, anyways, I, I just think the offense, I think they're going to be very similar offenses in, in their statistical output. I just like the passing uh, production as a, as kind of a safety measure in uh, in ETN's game a little bit more. I think they're both in that kind of question mark boat with 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 Tank and and Sharp there, so that that has a little bit of question mark. But yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. It's tough with those guys to know what's going to happen. They're guys I'm not super super excited about to be honest with you. If they're on my roster, just because their value is so high. Um, and the potential for value loss is there with both of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. So. Gotcha. All right, moving on to the – and I, I actually think that they're acquirable. Well, Ken Walker, in theory, I haven't actually been able to do it. Um, ATN, I've been able to acquire it at, at a cheap rate. But I wanna, I've gone over that in the last couple shows. So we're going to move on from those guys a little bit um, and go through the next five. I have 11, Ramondre, 12, uh, Swift, 13 is Javante Williams, 14, I have Gibbs, which is way different than the market. He's, did you know the market basically has him at, at RB5? Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't get it. Actually, he's a part of you know, a player that hasn't seen the field yet. That's crazy to me. I would actually put him up there, I think. I, yeah. I completely forgot about Gibbs. I wouldn't put him at five, but he would probably slide in at seven for me, if I'm being completely honest. And after him rounding out the, the top 15, I have Damian Pierce. So, um, Gibbs at seven, huh? Make the argument. Yeah, it's 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 not really an argument for Gibbs. I think Gibbs is a really talented player. But it's not really an argument for Gibbs as much as it is an argument against everybody else. Wow. I mean, guy, like Najee is the guy in that offense. They Najee's not a very talented player to me. They it's upgraded just, their offensive line. He looked a lot better once he got o- over the foot injury late in the year. Um, I just he's not as talented, but the, but the opportunity is there. Yeah, but – I think you can only bet on opportunity so long. If that's the case, then give me Chubb at his price. If that's the case, give me Eckler at his price. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not paying for somebody to have a really good season this year. I'm paying for somebody to be my long-term option at running back, at least for the next three years. If I'm paying, you know, RB seven prices. Gotcha. So, Najee was taken in the first round. So he's, he's. Yeah, but he's 25. Yeah. Yeah. He would, he's an older prospect. You're right. The foot may be a reoccurring injury as well. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, for me at running back, right, I'm, I'm saying, okay, am I – am I? I think it's absolutely crazy to, put, to pay RB6, RB7, RB8 prices for Najee when you can get, with your rankings, uh, acres at RB20. I think that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. You know, or, uh, you know, Dalvin, if he finds a home – uh, that suits him at, at, at RB21 prices, right? If you if you can get any of those guys that cheap, then that's where I'm heading all all day long. I'm not paying that for, for Najee with the question marks that he has. I'm not paying, you know, RB6, RB7 prices for Kenneth Walker. I'm not paying 
RB6, RB7 prices for, for ETN. Right. I'm just not doing it. Would you give personally. Would you give Christian Watson a second and a third for any of those guys? I think that's very close. I think it's very close. Uh, Christian Watson, I do like him, um, but with the love situation, it makes it and, and a really huge difficult. question mark. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, his production year one is very, very promising. Like if you look at, you know, his statistical outbook as a output as a rookie wide receiver, it lines up very well for him to be a productive player going forward. Um, it's just, it's just one of those things that, you know, you, you don't know how that offense is going to look and it could look really, really, really bad. And I mean, situations do ruin players. His, his production was fairly not completely touchdown dependent, but to a degree. Um, yeah, but they, but that's his game though. That it's different if like it was just like it was it was the whole offense was designed for him to get uh, touchdowns and they put him in that position. Like that's his game. His game is is big play. Uh, it's similar to DK, right? Like if D, if you took DK's big plays away, he's done too. Okay, but it's also similar to Chase Claypool's first year. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can make a case for and against. So that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's, it, it, there are, you know, outliers going either way. It's, it's just for a player to find that success in his first year, it bodes well for his success going forward. It does, but not as much as an established running back Etienne, for example. And so the second and third on top of that to me is, is a very, that's a cheap price to pay for a, a player that you can plug in when you have to start run, two running backs. If you only have to start one running back, I'm, I don't know. I, what, I just, happen, what happens if what happens if ETN has the same season he had this past year? I'm happy with him as an RB2. Mm, but was, his, his value is going to fall, though. His value is going to fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's, he's being priced as a high RB1 or a mid RB1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I'm not paying that, then I don't care. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, um, I think I, it's just you the alternative it. options for me when it comes to these running backs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so let's go. Um, we already talked about Javante. Do you have any problem with Swift in the top 15? No, he's an interesting one for me. Um, I mean, you probably know more because. You know, you're the resident expert on the Philadelphia Eagles, but he's going to have a huge role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy, he's a guy that could see a, a pretty big value increase. Um, if, if Penny is healthy, um, Swift is still going to have a huge role and it's still going to be, it's going to be split backs. You know, they're, they're going to split time. I think yeah. Penny will get a lot of the uh, short yardage. Um, red zone kind of stuff, but Swift will also get catches in the red zone, and Swift they're they're really kind of um, featuring him in OTAs as a receiver and and raving about how smooth he is and how we've never had a back that looks like him in the receiving game. So um, it's just going to be a different element to our game. Our, our coaches have shown that they'll do whatever on offense, whatever that they think will work. They're not going to be pigeonholed into a, a type of offense, and so. Um, really, he's going to be a nice producer. Um, like I said, solid RB2 all day, top 15, um, as long as he's healthy. But you can say that about any running back. Yeah. If he's not there, he's got the chance to just explode. 
he's still not going to get 20 carries a game, but he'll get more carries than he would. Yeah. The thing is he doesn't need 20 carries in that right. offense. Right. He's, I mean, but as it stands now, he's, you know, five to 10 carries and a bunch of targets without Penny. He might get 10, 12 carries. Yeah. So really his effect on the Eagles offense though, is that he's, I think he's going to sap some of the other players value. There's not going to be as much to go around for AJ Brown, uh, Devonta and Dallas. To be honest, like as an Eagles fan, I'm ecstatic, but as, as an owner of those players, not as much. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it works out. Yeah. Um, you okay with Pierce at 15? Yeah. Yeah, I just... I mean, solid as fuck, RB2. Yeah, I, man, I just don't have a really good opinion about any of these guys. Like, because... <laughs> I just, just for me... He's an excellent player with awesome contact balance. Uh, you know, he is the same size as Miles Sanders... Um, Swift, like they have, they're the same profile. Like yeah, height with profile, not quite, not quite height. Swift is really short, but um, like I, I listed it last week. Oh, here I have the list right here. Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, Dobbins, Pollard are all around the same size. Yeah, Pollard is a guy. I just don't understand how you don't have him in your top twenty. Where do I have him? I don't know. Oh shit! It's because I forgot to rank him. <laughs> I was looking at that and I was like, oh. <laughs> all right, where are we putting Pollard? Where would you have him? Um, I mean, for me, he's probably in that, you know, 12, 13, 14 range. I cannot uh, put him above J- Javante or Gibbs. Yeah, well, I have Javante higher. So, um, but yeah, he's he's right there around Swift for me. I think very similar boat. Uh, yeah, I think as... I'm going to slot him in behind Javante at. 14. Yeah. Probably a little low. Actually, I think I'm going to put Swift there. I'm going to move Javante up to 12. Yeah, the other uh, the other one that I, I probably am sliding in there um, is, uh, is, is Eckler. Um, just because of what I know I'm probably going to get for him this season. I think that's just for a one-season thing. Yeah, just banking on one season and knowing, yeah. like, if I'm paying RB, you know, 14 prices for, for Eckler, that's fine if I need him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Out of all those guys, I, I do like him, but I don't put a lot of I, – I don't put a lot of stock in, like, a one-season guy. Yeah, it's just – for me, like, for me, if you're if you're paying, you know, RB – 14 through, you know, 25, like I'm not really banking on any of these guys for more than one season. You know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying, you know, I'm, I'm guaranteed to have this guy pass one season. I'm not <laughs> guaranteed to have anybody pass one season. Yeah. But I think um, Pierce would be the iffiest, but I still think there's a three-year window on him. Yeah. Yeah. I just look at any of these guys and they're all replaceable. Like they're all just replaceable. <laughs> so, I mean, Swift replaceable, Javante theoretically replaceable, uh, Pierce replaceable, Sanders replaceable, Mixon replaceable, Eckler replaceable, Henry replaceable. Like they're they're just all replaceable. I mean, Ramondre definitely is as well. 
So. Yeah, yeah, Ramondre replaceable. And that's the thing with this tier is it's just like, man, I, I just want the cheapest guy I can get that's playing well at the moment. That's fair. That's fair. So I have Akers down at 22 now that I adjusted my rankings um, and aging right above him. Would you have either of those players above any of those guys we just mentioned? That whole big tier of who the fuck knows RB2s? Mm. The only guy that I could make a, a case for for me personally being way ahead of where you have him actually and, and breaking into that top 21 mm-hmm. is uh, Rashad White. Okay. Because he's, he's a guy that I think – I mean, he's obviously. I just think everybody is replaceable <laughs> past that, <laughs> yeah, that top group of guys. But uh, but he's a guy that I say, okay, I can definitely see a future with him on the books oh, for the next two or three years. I have him all the way down at thirty-one. Yeah, um, number one because I don't believe in the talent all that much. Number two, I don't believe in the offense at all. I think they're going to suck. Yeah. Um, and number three, I, I just believe that they're going to bring somebody in this season to take carries away from him. And that person could be Sean Tucker, by the way. Yeah. I, I think Sean Tucker has a lot more talent than Rashad White. I just don't know if he's allowed to – if he's going to be able to play football. Yeah, man, I just I just don't – I don't believe in any of these guys. The other guy for me that I think I'm a little bit higher on than, than some other people is uh, James Cook. Uh so I probably wouldn't have him. No, definitely wouldn't have him in the top 21, but he falls out just outside of it for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I, he's actually very undervalued right now. He's uh, he's like going around a 10 in DTC. So he, yeah. I, I think he's that got, like an early second. Yeah. Right. Or two future seconds. Yeah. That's worth a shot. In that offense, he, he showed promise. I, he was He's now at the point – well, he was at the point last season too um, during his early season value dip where I'll buy him. Um, yeah, they're just they're just not making a very concerted effort to replace him. You know, not a lot. So, I mean, that was the scare, right? And the scare is kind of past at this point. Well, they spent a second rounder on him. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is – They like just, him. You're looking at it and you're like, okay, they didn't really use him that heavily in his first year, but it did improve some as the season went along. And then you're like, okay, maybe they bring in a guy in the offseason in free agency, didn't do it. Maybe they go ahead and draft a guy in a, in a really strong running back class. Well, they did bring in Damian Harris. Not that I think he's – No, I said, they, I said they didn't br- bring in a, a strong player. For well, no, he, well, he is quite literally a strong player. Yes, he's literally <laughs> a strong player. But, I mean, he's, he's literally not a good player. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I don't think he's as bad as you're making out to be. I, I think Damian Pierce is a, is a good player. He's brought in to play a specific role, and he's not going to take the touches that James Cook was going to have. Wait, so he, they didn't bring in a top tier player, and they didn't spend any draft capital on a running back. So, yeah, they're they're signaling that they took him there for a reason, and they're still going to use him the way they always envisioned. So, yeah, I I like I like James Cook at his at his cost right now quite a bit yeah Um, i sold him off for a first round value at the end of last season so i don't really have any anymore oh when are we done with these running backs is what i want to know (laughs) (laughs) is that all you want to talk about there's nobody else that even interests you they're all they're all jack whoever you can get cheap yeah 
you know, in your respective leagues. Right on. Okay. So you're way different than when I, I, I talked about this with, with Brian Ford on dynasty fever with his rankings and Brian's like, he wanted to go 70 deep and he wanted to argue between, um, <laughs> he wanted to argue between Pacheco and Monty who I have right next to each other. Oh um, God. Yeah. yeah. No, in season, in season, <laughs> so I'm like, Brian. <laughs> like literally running back is the one position where in season, it's just going to shuffle. Like you're just going to throw all the pieces on the ground and yeah. scatter them about. And you're going to figure it out from there. Cause they're, it's just it's not going to make sense when we get in season. Running back is not going to make any sense. Well, none of it is. None of this. No, shit. no. But I mean, with wide receiver, at least it trends quite a bit. Like you can, mm-hmm. you know, the good players tend to stay good for a long time. If you're not in that top tier of running back, you're either gone in th- in in three years, or you know, you're just not the same player. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All right, man. Uh, all right, I'm I'm happy to cut it off. We're at an hour seven, and we can do tight ends and wide receivers next week. Yeah, that sounds perfect, man. Okay, awesome. So, um, con- congrats again on the new baby. Good luck at at the new job. Um, you know, ride that shit long and hard. <laughs> You're never gonna do it. Never gonna do it. But but thank you, thank you for the sentiments. Yeah, no, absolutely. I yeah, you know, all the best for your family. We can't wait to get Mike back. Mike Casper's um, still playing war games somewhere in an undisclosed location. He'll, should be back in July. Um, until then, we're going to hold the fort down. We're going to tell you what to do and what not to do. Um, and you're either going to listen to me or you're not. <laughs> you should always listen to chat. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to be going live on Sundays going forward. We should be released on Wednesdays on the Dynasty Warzone feed, part of the Player Profiler Network. Thank you all for listening, and we are out. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.